This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. News alert. Deer hunting marketing is real, and it is not your friend. And on this episode, I'm going to talk about how we can navigate it. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. And today we are talking about how you can navigate the deer hunting marketing landscape. This is really, though, uh, an episode about prioritization. It's about understanding the different categories of what's out there and how to take that information and process it to make strategic purchase decisions to help your budget go the furthest it can go to get you the things that you need the most without being clouded or confused or swayed by companies wanting you to just buy their stuff. That's right. Deer hunting marketing is real. It's a real thing. And you know what? It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is a conflict of interest for you. Because these companies, they have one goal in mind. They want to make their stuff appear as absolutely brilliant and useful and effective as it possibly can, if not more so, in order to get you to buy it. All right, and what are your interests? You want to hunt whatever you're hunting, in this case deer, and you want to be able to hunt effectively, and you want to have a good time, and maybe most importantly, you want to bring a deer home and put it on your table. All right, you're probably going to cut it up and cook it first, but of course you got to get to that phase. So, you know, all of that does play into it, uh, but you, you need marketing because you need to understand what products are and what they can do. However, the marketing is not geared to just help you from a functional standpoint. It is geared to persuade you to get your money over other things that could get your money. 
All right, and you can't blame the marketing companies. This is not a podcast episode on ethics, but you can't blame them. You know, their job is to sell their stuff and they want to make it appear in the best light possible. That's honest, it's genuine, it's truthful. Uh, of course, there are companies that push that envelope and just straight up misrepresent and lie about their product and what it is and what it can do and how great it is. That is not so good. But the bottom line is, all marketing is trying to get your attention. All right, it's trying to get you to make a decision, a purchase decision to get the dollars out of your pocket into their hands and sell you their stuff. And so how do you navigate this landscape? Well, you got to back up. All right, you have to back up and you have to develop proper optics. All right, I break down all deer hunting stuff into three main categories. All right, you have needs, you have comforts, and you have novelties. All right, needs, comforts, and novelties. Needs are things that you actually need to hunt deer. You cannot hunt deer or cannot hunt deer in a particular way without certain things. All right, so say you're going to hunt deer from a tree stand. Well, you need a tree stand. You need something in a tree that will keep you up there so that you can shoot the deer from the tree. All right, if you're going to hunt out of a blind, you need a hunting blind. You need something you can sit in on the ground that will conceal you from the deer. All right, now if you're looking at the tree stand, okay, there's a lot of tree stands on the market. All right, you've got a $100 tree stand, you've got a $500 tree stand. Both are tree stands. Well, the $100 one checks the box of a need. You need a tree stand. So that tree stand will, will check the box. The $500 tree stand cannot functionally help you hunt any better. It can't bring more deer home for you than the $100 tree stand. So the 500 one is providing more comfort. It's providing more ergonomics, more features, but all of which basically we're just going to sum it all up into comfort. It makes the hunting experience more enjoyable, more pleasant, or easier, or more palatable in some way. That's comfort. On the needs standpoint, you can't do it without that. You need a rifle to hunt deer in rifle season. All right, now you can go and buy a nice rifle for $400, throw a $100 scope on it, you've got a $500 package. Maybe you want a better scope, maybe you want a better rifle, but you can absolutely get a good rifle with a scope on it for $500 that will do the job. You could also go out and get a rifle for $2,000 and get a scope for another $1,000 and have a $3,000 package. Now, that $3,000 rifle is not going to make you hunt any better or put any more deer on your table, usually, than the $500 package. That additional money is getting you comfort. And all the different features and creature comforts and niceties and grip and so on that, that sort of play into it. And, and just make it a more enjoyable experience. Doesn't mean that the $3,000 rifle setup is bad. Doesn't mean you shouldn't have one. But it, what it means is you've got to put each box in its right place. You want to hunt deer with a rifle. 
All right, the $500 package, that'll check the box. And of course there are cheaper ones, but the $500 package checks the box of a need. The $3,000 package checks the box of a comfort and a need, but $2,500 of that $3,000 is for comfort. All right, now there are some scenarios where a comfort can make a significant difference. All right, so here's an example. You need a coat to hunt deer in the cold, some kind of a coat. You can go to a big box store, you can go to a discount store, you can go get a house brand, a brand X, something or other. You could get a big heavy coat for a hundred bucks that will fulfill the need of a coat. Then again, you could go and you could get a Sitka coat for $600, all right, that's made out of Gore-Tex and Primaloft insulation and all sorts of creature comforts and a special hood and all these things to keep out the weather and gussets and all sorts of stuff for six times as much money, all right? So you need a coat. So the $100 one checks the box of, the need, of a need. The $600 Sitka coat, that's, that's a comfort. A hundred of it checks the need box, but you're paying another 500 for comfort. So most of the time, that's how it works. However, there are scenarios that the weather is so bad, it is so cold, or it is so wet, that the $100 coat is not able to keep you warm enough or to keep you dry enough to keep the rain out or to keep the snow out or to keep the wind out and you end up having to stop hunting and go home early because your gear is just not up to the weather. Whereas the $600 Sitka coat with its Gore-Tex, windproof, waterproof, everything proof shell and its thick, heavy-duty, high-grade insulation is able to keep you warm, even warm when wet, that can enable you to stay out and hunt longer and potentially get you a shot at deer that you would have never seen with the cheap coat because you had gone home and you weren't in the woods to see those deer. So there are times when a comfort can make a tangible, significant difference in hunting effectiveness. It's more rare than you think though, to be honest. Um, you know, now, now don't, don't take this further than I intend it to be. All right, so say you're, a need would be, you know, if you're going to be hunting in bad weather, a need would be a decent base layer, something that's going to wick moisture, keep you warm, keep you warm even when wet, and you can get decent base layers for $20. You need a decent mid-layer, something that's going to be breathable, that's going to pull moisture away and evaporate it while still maintaining uh, a level of warmth even when wet. You could get a, a decent base or decent mid-layer for $30 on Amazon. You need a coat. I just told you about a $100 coat. You could pick something up like that at a Rural King all day long. If you wait till the season's over, you could get one 60% off. And so those are all things that are needs, but there are less expensive versions than high-end brands and products that are out there like Sitka gear. Now, you, there are still quality pieces of gear and that will be sufficient under most circumstances. All right, three out of four, five, you know, maybe, maybe 
8 out of 10 hunts, the need box stuff for, for wearable gear is going to do the job. It's going to do everything you need it to do. But like I said, there are some situations where the high-end stuff that it costs more money does provide greater utility. It's more than just comfort, right? It's more than just keeping you warm when you would have been cold. You can still hunt when you're cold to a point. It's at what point, though, does the gear fail and you can no longer hunt safely and you've got to go home versus if you had the more expensive gear and you're able to stay out longer or hunt in more adverse conditions and potentially get a deer. It is not as often as you would think. Not often enough, in my opinion, to pay the extra money to get the high-end gear. The high-end gear, you buy it because it's comfortable. It's a comfort. You don't buy it because it's a need, even though it could in some situations provide a little bit extra utility. It's not enough utility often enough to make it worth the money. All right. But there does come a point where your budget is at a level where comforts are now feasible. If you're a new hunter, you need everything. You need pants, you need a jacket, you need a coat, you need base layers, you need mid layers, you need socks, you need boots, you need a gun, you need a hat, you need gloves, you need a license, you need ammo, you need to learn how to shoot, you need to find a place to hunt, you need to find a butcher, you need to find a way to get there, you need to find out how to hunt and go back to the website, newhuntersguide.com, go to categories, click deer hunting, find one to 200 episodes on deer hunting. You need to do those things. And you probably, <clears throat> unless you are coming at this later in life and you are well-established financially, you probably don't have the budget to get the needs and the comforts at the same time, All right? You need everything. So you got to check off the box for all the things you really need. That tree stand or that blind, you need a knife to cut up. You need all kinds of stuff. Some of it's small, some of it's big. All right, so you've got needs. You gotta know and understand what a need is. If you're gonna be hunting ducks, you need waders or some way in order to retrieve birds in cold water and stay alive. All right, there are, there's, a, there's a function there that needs to be had. You know, people talk about, well, I got a special drag rope to help me drag a deer out. You don't need a drag rope. A drag rope is not a need, period. I have never dragged a deer out of the woods with a drag rope. Doesn't mean I never will. I do carry one in my pack, but I've found it's just usually easier for me to just grab it by the antlers and drag it out that way. If it's a doe, I just grab it by the front feet and drag it out that way. Thankfully, I've never been in a situation where I had to drag a doe for miles. Otherwise, maybe a drag rope would become a need in that circumstance. But in general, a lot of people put things as needs that aren't needs. You can get by without a drag rope. I could buy any drag rope I want to buy, and I don't care. I just don't need one. It's a comfort. It's something that can make it more comfortable. Only in very rare situations would it be a need, at least for most hunters and where and the way most hunters hunt. So you got to learn the difference between a need and a comfort. You don't buy comforts until you've checked off all of the needs. 
All right, and that doesn't mean you shouldn't buy that $500 tree stand. That may be helpful. It may be worth the money to you, but you don't buy that $500 tree stand if you can't afford the rifle to go hunting. So, because you're going to then be sitting in your $500 tree stand with no rifle. And what is that going to do? You got to check the boxes on the needs first. Then you have the comforts. Comforts add value, utility, helpfulness, usefulness. They make it easier. They, they make it maybe more fun. Um, you know, all of that. Then you have what I call the novelties. And this is where I get myself in trouble. And I pretty much don't care. You've got the novelties. This is the stuff that you don't need. And it's not a comfort. It may provide some use sometimes and then it may not all right so things that i put into the novelties box probably more than most people would scents for example uh, scents are a novelty i'm talking about deer urine uh, deer pheromones or hormones or whatever mixed in whatever that you spray or drip or those are absolute novelties that is the classification that they fall into they could sometimes provide some help but by a rule as a rule by and large they're a novelty in my opinion scents hurt probably more often than they help um, if the scent in and of itself doesn't hurt the hunter leaving their own scent and walking around and disturbing the area and putting too much stock in a chemical instead of scouting hurts. And so it's a novelty. It may or may not help sometimes. A lot of calls are a novelty. They may or may not help. I am not someone who believes you have to go into the woods with a call. Any call. I do not. Um, a call is not a need. A buck grunt is not a need. If you're going to buy a call, a buck grunt is the best one to start with. Um, but it's a novelty. Sometimes it provides some help. Sometimes it may get that deer to turn and to come when he wasn't going to come. Sometimes it may attract a deer that wasn't going to be attracted. How often? I don't know. One out of ten? One out of eight? Something like that, 10%, 15% of the time, it provides some help. The rest of the time, it does nothing. And it can hurt if you don't know how to use it or you use it too often or at the wrong time. It could be a hurt. Um, now, I don't think butt grunts are bad. I usually take one into the woods at this point in my hunting career because I have checked off all the boxes on needs and I have checked off a number of comforts. And I have capacity now financially for some novelties. Other calls. You've got doe bleats. You've got rattles. You've got uh, snort wheeze calls and things like that. They're novelties. They may provide some help sometimes. All right. Um, you know, scent blockers are a novelty. I use some scent blockers. I use a limb shield on my boots when I walk in in order to lessen any impact of the scent trail of me walking in, in order to put less pressure on the land, I will actually use this stuff, all right? Now, a bottle of it for me will last a couple years. So for whatever it costs these days, I don't know, $15 a bottle, that might last me two or three years, all right? It's a novelty. 
it may help sometimes. But I'm not counting on that. I'm not building my strategy around that. But I think sometimes it provides some help. Uh, a lot of things fall into this category. Any number of tools and special butchering items. And I've seen deer uh, field dressing kits with three knives and a saw and uh, all kinds of stuff. Every deer I have ever field dressed, I've used nothing more than a flip knife. All right. Now I have a nice flip knife. I've got a Benchmade that I paid a hundred dollars for. I don't know, seven or eight years ago. So it'd probably be a hundred and eighty today. All right. But it, that's that's more than you need. That's a need and part of a comfort. It's good knife. Um, it's not though astronomical in terms of deer knives. It's maybe I don't know a three or four inch blade. Uh, it's very strong. I have cut up many, many deer with it, field dressed them, and it's never gotten dull on me. So there's utility there as a comfort. But a $10 knife can do the job too, a time or two, and then you have to sharpen it, which is just fine. Um, but you know, you, you got to have a knife. That's a need. A good knife is a comfort. A knife kit is a novelty. You don't need a saw. You don't need to saw through the pelvic bone. In fact, you should not saw through the pelvic bone. You should not do any of these shenanigans. Talk to a butcher. Talk to somebody that really knows what they're doing. They will tell you to never cut through the pelvic bone. Never expose the hams. Never do that. All right, you are potentially wound or damaging or contaminating some of the best meat on the animal, uh, and there's no reason for it. Just get it out of the woods quick. Get the guts out. I, I go into all the details. I've done episodes on it. You can go back and find them on the website. Um, you need to get, get it out of the woods quick. Get it to the butcher. Um, but that's important for many reasons, not just this. All right, there's a lot of stuff you just don't need they are novelties all right so you gotta have these categories in your brain as you're evaluating the deer hunting marketing as you're evaluating all these products all these things and say buy me i'll do this i'll change the world i'll be the thing that makes the deer come in you know if i had this thing whatever it is this this thousand dollar this thousand dollar hunting blind if i had this thousand dollar coat if I have this $3,000 rifle, if I have this $2,000 bow, if I have these $100 broadheads, oh man, it would make the difference. It, would, it is not a need. It's not a need. All right? They may be comforts. Some of them are novelties. So, I mean, some of this big dollar stuff, okay? You've got a good hunting blind, and then you've got ridiculously expensive hunting blinds. It's a novelty at that point. It's it's no longer even providing extra comfort. It's just fun to be able to say you have it. All right. That's a novelty. You know, you got all different kinds of boots and you got all this stuff out there. You got to have boots. It's a need. Better boots are a comfort. Some of the boots out there, novelties. All right. Um, you know, and, and, and some of these lines are blurry. All right, some of them are blurry. Okay, say take say you have electric gear. I've become actually a relatively large fan of electric powered hunting gear in the last year or two. Um, is it a need? No. Is it a comfort? Yeah, but it's also kind of a novelty. 
All right. It depends. You know, in some scenarios, it's a comfort. Sometimes, though, it's just a novelty. You really got to just call it what it is. Certainly not a need by any means. Uh, And there's a lot of this kind of stuff out there. I could spend the entire episode talking about it. But the bottom line is you got to look at something and say, okay, what's this going to do for me? Is this a need? Can I hunt? Do I need this to hunt deer? Do I need this to hunt deer when and where I'm planning to hunt? Now, if you're going to hunt in Alaska in the rain, you need something that's waterproof, right? You have got to have something that's going to keep you dry. You know, having a decent coat is not just enough anymore. You need something waterproof. And of course, there's, there's different grades of things that'll do that job, just like everything else. So you got to identify what's a need. What's a comfort and what's a novelty? And then spend appropriately. All right, but you got to have that break. Now, if it's a need, I spend my money on that. Should I buy a comfort? Well, I still have unmet needs. No, save the comforts until the needs are met. All right, here's an example. All right, should I buy the, the five or $600 Sitka coat before I have a pair of boots? So I'm gonna, what are you going to do? You're going to go out into the woods wearing tennis shoes? I've done it because I didn't have boots when I first started. First day out there, I'm in tennis shoes, basketball shoes. And it's, I don't know, 50 degrees, 45 degrees. I was freezing after an hour. I was couldn't even hunt anymore after two hours. Had to just start walking and covering ground, get the blood flowing to keep my feet from freezing up. You know, having a really nice coat would not have helped my feet. All right, need to have decent boots. Gotta have decent boots. Um, so you want to meet the needs before you meet the comforts. All right, because what's gonna you gotta plug the lowest hole in the bucket. I've talked about this before. You don't have any boots. Well, the boots may be the lowest hole in the bucket. Doesn't matter how nice your coat is. Doesn't matter if you have a $5,000 rifle. If you can't hunt for more than 45 minutes because you're wearing flip-flops, then that is your limiting factor. That's the thing that's going to slow you down the most. Doesn't matter how nice your other gear is. You're going to have to leave the woods after 45 minutes because your boots aren't there. All right. And so when you're evaluating marketing... It's best to distance yourself from the product and say, okay, where's this fit in my list? Where's this fit on my matrix of where I'm at, where my gear is, where my finances are? Is this a need, a comfort, or a novelty? And the the marketing wants you to believe it's a need, all right? Always. They want to try to get into your need column. And if you'll just be objective and say, "Mm, no. Those merino wool base layers are not a need. They're nice, but they're not a need. I need other things first. So you got to prioritize. And this will help you shut that door to things you don't need. Because you're not saying never. I'm not telling you not to buy comforts or novelties. I'm telling you to put them in the right spot, in the right box, in the right order of priorities. Like I said at the beginning. This is an episode on prioritization. You got to take the marketing, 
take all the shininess. I know you watch these videos on YouTube or Facebook, and wow, they just they got the good music and the guys hiking through the woods and they show his boots stomping in the icy water and wow, he's so warm and it just makes you feel like yeah, exactly, makes you feel something. That's what they're trying to do. That's the name of the game. That's why they spend tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands to produce some of these ads and these videos and these campaigns is to make you feel like you need that. They want to make you feel like it's a need, but it's not a need. It's a comfort or a novelty. You got to step back and say, now, hold on. That's what they say. Yeah, it feels like that, but feelings can't change reality. It's a need or it's not. And you can look at it and say, wow, that's great to get maybe next year or a season after that once I check the box on some real needs first. All right. And you, one thing is you have to be honest with yourself and honest with your gear. You got to be honest. You got to look at your stuff and say, okay, what do I really need? Yeah, my coat is not that great, but is a coat right now a need? I could use a better coat. A better coat would be more comfortable, but what do I really need? Okay, yeah, I'm using kitchen gloves uh, for my fingers. Yeah, I probably need some gloves before I get a better coat. All right, yeah, I would really like that $2,000 rifle, but... uh. You know, I'm wearing sweatpants into the woods. Okay, I probably need to get some better hunting pants before I buy that expensive rifle. It's not about not buying it. It's about priorities. You can buy it. You've got the money. You can do it. Buy it. But get the needs checked off first because that's going to help you hunt better in more conditions and more kinds of conditions and weather. You're going to be able to be more effective with your needs met. And then you start working on the comforts after that. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. I'd really appreciate it if you went to, to or excuse me, I totally forgot what I was doing. <laughs> I thought I was on YouTube and I'm about to give you guys the YouTube sign off. But no, I would really appreciate if you guys went to iTunes, leave a five-star review with comment, not for my edification, but because it's the number one way to help this podcast grow and reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods.